right there, I guess. Good stuff. Yeah, man. That was Proud Mary. The one and only by, not Credence, but the late great queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner. The late great, huh? Did you not hear the news going around everywhere, man? Come on. It was on every uh, station, every um, news joint. What? Tina Turner? Yeah, man. What, she perform at DeSantis' announcement on Twitter? <laughs> hey, yeah! So, why else would you be talking about her? What happened? Tina Turner passed away. We lost another yeah. good one, folks. So sad. She was old, no doubt about it. Uh, look, I would say if this were one year ago, I would have uh, been obsessed with chalking this up to the good old boost. But um, I feel like the boosters took their victims. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just going to be a slow roll. Yeah, well, yeah you can't prove it. No, so no. I make sure of that. This chick lived a crazy life, man. I did a little reading up on Tina, you know, in her days with Ike. You know, they were kind of rocking out before the Beatles, pretty much. And then, like, they were around during that, you know, that really clean-cut early 60s thing. And then uh, it sounds like during those early 60s, Ike like really quietly beat the crap out of her. And then <laughs> in the seventies, it seems like he was just like very open about beating the crap out of her. Uh, Cocaine does that to you. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty wild story, man. Uh, she was kind of a badass woman before, uh, we really had many of them out there, uh, openly in the world. You know, the story of her leaving Ike and, uh, you know, she had like no money and like, you know, runs across the highway to another motel and escapes and all this stuff. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool story. Didn't know a lot about Tina Turner. I was honestly only knew the, wow, I can't believe kind of how turned on I am by the 65-year-old Tina Turner uh, phase. That was my Tina Turner. So I, I didn't really know much about the like 70s, 60s, even 50s era Tina. Yeah, I never really... Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't know any era, Tina. And Mike, uh, Mike doesn't Tina. care. Yeah, they're, they're, and we've moved on to the next subject, folks. That is it. <laughs> That's a hard no care. Mike just gave that the old fashioned Ted Cruz. Uh, sorry, Tina. <laughs> is it Tina with an R? Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating story, man. I'm telling you, they made some movie about her life with Ike. Uh, it starred your favorite, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Come on, we just talked about his movie. I know, that's uh, a, uh, what's the Event Horizon guy? Event Horizon guy, not Don yeah. Cheadle, remember? <laughs> not Don Cheadle. No, I got him confused with Lawrence Olivier. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, the white guy who played an Arabian. Isn't that uh, a... <laughs> no, I don't really know that story, but I'm just going to assume Hard to that's confuse right. him. <laughs> that's right, dude. Oh, man, how is everything in the Chi-Town, Mike? Happy Tuesday, man. No, it's oh, Thursday. Wait, it's Thursday. Thursday, man. Oh, yeah, what are you talking we're about? We're thirsty for more today. I forget. Dude, I've had a long week. Yes, Tuesday, I thought it was Wednesday. And wow. now it's Thursday, and I think it's Tuesday. This is a nightmare of a week, my man. Who's fucking with the uh, 
The particle collider. There's something There's going something on here. I'm going to blame it. Uh, it's Jerry Polis and his clowns over at the Harp uh, facility down in Boulder. I'm telling you right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jim, I'm going to flip the switch. Tell me if you see something. <laughs> like As they're doing it, we're going back and forth in time. <laughs> it's just daylight savings over and over again. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, oh, oh, daylight savings. Speaking of shit that's, that like the Biden administration said they accomplished and actually it turns out they didn't. And didn't. We're uh, still flipping the time, man. What? So still flipping time. My biggest gripe eternity. with them. But uh, you know what else I got a, a whiff of today, which is really funny? <laughs> I'm excited for this one, man. I couldn't believe the headline. And I didn't see out of your thing, so I see you didn't listen to... Uh, uh, left-wing media today it was such a funny headline another hurdle thrown down by the supreme court over joe biden's uh tuition reimbursement <laughs> yes. or student no, loan I reimbursement did. yes i definitely saw that uh i laughed heartily look come on is anyone actually thinking that's gonna happen who's who in their right mind thinks that's real come on who's waiting for the check Who's waiting for that check? Come on, guys. That was a fucking... They haven't even talked about it since you voted in the midterm. <laughs> I know. That's all they did. It was a talking point to get you to vote for them in the midterms. And it worked. Good job. Uh, yeah, I really thought that people had already come to their senses with the debt forgiveness and realized, oh, uh, that was the uh, guy running for class president who promised pizza every day and gym class twice yeah, a day. I and then it turned and now he's blaming the supreme court so that's the class president now blaming the principal well yeah, no, you never had is... the authority to give us pizza every day buddy this is the biden uh method i find it to be somewhat impressive we're three years into his administration and still his response to everything that goes wrong is don't blame me it was the last guy <laughs> he appointed all those judges. You messed everything up, man. There's nothing I could do. I've just been yeah, in power uh, here for three years. Look, do you see how badly that guy did all that stuff for what, four <laughs> years? It's not like I was in office too for eight years before that. No, oh, no way, man. And then in the Senate for four decades before that. You have more decades <laughs> in the Senate than Donald Trump has in the White House. Blaming Trump. I I absolutely love this concept uh, and I like that he's continuing it forward. Uh, and I honestly, this could work running in 2024. The message from the Biden administration ultimately should be, look folks, uh, Trump messed things up so badly it took us all four years to bring it right back. Now we're <laughs> going to start doing stuff, all right? Oh, no, no, no. It took us four years just to stop the sinking. <laughs> the sh Donald Trump hit the iceberg. We've been sinking ever since. We just now stopped sinking. Check we need four more years to bring it back. <laughs> That's right, man. We just patched the hole, folks. Four years to patch the hole. Now we're going to start floating in some sort of direction. <laughs> yeah. Now we can steer it. <laughs> they have been pushing. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Uh, they're really into it. The Finish the job. That's the message. You know, that's their uh, motto uh, going forward here. And I think yeah. for 2024, it's me finish the job. I still can't get over the fact that that is based on the current state of the economy, our standing <laughs> internationally, what's going on with people's, you know, uh, wallets and savings. I must argue that by saying you're going to finish the job, 
you are threatening to just destroy us full on. Like, this is the kill. We're going to kill you now. You know, like, oh. uh, we're going to finish the job. Like, we've got you on the ropes. Now we're going to knock you out. Right. Right. Doesn't we're, we're bobbing up and down in the ocean. You want to <laughs> finish the job by breaking it in half. <laughs> finish Letting the job. Finish the job means you're going to finish destroying us because so far over three years, you've done a heck of a job destroying us. And it seems like there's no end in sight. And now you're saying, hey, we're going to come back for another four and finish it. Yeah, dude, you wouldn't believe the shit I hear on the left-wing media. Their whole argument for Joe Biden's term, first term, is he wasn't allowed to go hard enough on progressive <laughs> policies. No! No! Yeah. There's no way that's... Oh, yeah. my God, man. Wow. Yeah, that's the problem, Frank. There's too many people standing in his way. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, one of the people standing in everyone's way, apparently, based on the almost non uh you know coverage he got compared to uh we'll we'll do DeSantis. I've got DeSantis on the docket, but you brought it up in the previous episode and I promised you actually that I would discuss it in the next one. And that is uh Tim Scott uh threw his hat into the ring a few days ago. Uh he gave a uh, an impressive speech. Did you catch most of it? I, I got a good chunk of it. Um oh, it was really good. Very, very I, good. You know, the over I know we're gonna talk about it later, but the, the the most overlooked things right now, like all you fucking hear are these talking heads. Oh <laughs> we need to get back to a day where that you had respectable candidates and, and politicians were politicians. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, now we finally have guys, Tim Scott, Ron DeSantis, RFK. These guys are out there giving actual presidential speeches. Like, they they sound like politicians of old. You're talking ser- people who have served in the armed forces, uh, family yes. men, uh, people with upstanding public records, uh, it's, you it's, know, those who serve the, the public. You, you, it's the shit you used to re- you remember candidates being. Yes, believe it or not. <laughs> so Right. Well, I did look into the Tim Scott thing, and I was uh, searching away, Googling away, doing the Twitter search for the clips and all that, and every time I searched Tim Scott, all I could find was Joy Behar from The View. And Oh, God, yeah, because he's black. Oh, great. <laughs> and I, I just am absolutely obsessed with this. It's 20 seconds. This is beautiful, man. Like, the we're, they do this every time. I don't. Th- it's some of the most racist stuff I've ever heard in my life. I and I can't believe that people on the left get away with saying, making these claims time after time. Here's Joy Behar uh, telling you who Tim Scott is. And he's one of these guys who you know he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps rather than to me understanding the systemic racism that African Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Yeah. Ha 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 ha! Wow, hardy hard. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do you hear? Do not hear? Yes, you do not hear. Two black men. Who were born and raised in America, rose up to, to some very powerful positions, are telling you there is no such thing as systemic racism. You just need to do the right thing and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yes. That's wrong? He's wrong for that? They're bad people? Like the way she compared, uh, he's just like that, he's just like that loser, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> you know, 
You're that loser who's a, who's a descendant no, you, of slaves. You know why he's she's comparing the two. They're both married to white women. Yeah, not a good look. I think she, that's who, why she's who doing doesn't it. want to marry a white woman. Look, uh, I support <laughs> these suits. We're gonna gloss over that one, and uh, <laughs> I think it's funny to me that it's totally fine for Joy Behar to go out there and say that. These two guys are, I mean, what is she really saying here? You know, like she's, she's calling them white supremacists, correct? That's what yeah, they called they Larry. The, they're, they're house N-words. They're, the Los Angeles Times put right. out an article that said Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. Yeah, they did. that's what these guys are now. That's what Joy Behar is saying. Uh... I like how she's calling into question this man's morality simply because he's a Republican. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter the color of his skin, right? Because he's on the other side. Uh, she doesn't care about boosting people who have, you know, uh, suffered a victim, you know, victimization in this country. Even though he may be saying, look, I'm not a victim. Let's pull ourselves up and work hard for and earn it. No, no, no. Uh, he's a Republican. Therefore, I'm not going to say it out loud, but... He's a white supremacist. That's what Joy Behar is saying here, and I think it's very funny. They do it every time a black guy is running for office on the Republican side. He, In so many words, and sometimes they'll just outright say it, the guy's a white supremacist. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And the only reason I find it amazing is because, Mike, you are correct from pre the previous episode. Tim Scott great, gave a fantastic speech. Uh, it really hit home to me. I totally agree with everything he says. This is a click. Uh, uh, this is a quick snippet of, uh, I believe, towards the end of what he had to say. But I just like the kind of uh, the Joy Behar, what she had to say about Tim Scott, next to just Tim Scott being uh, just you know a guy running for office. And for those of you who wonder if it's possible for a broken kid and a broken home to rise beyond their circumstances? The answer is yes. And for those of you who wonder if America is a racist country, take a look at how people come together. All of God's people come together. Black ones and white ones and red ones and brown ones working together because love unconditional love binds hearts together we are not defined by the color of our skin we are defined by the content of our character and if anyone tells you anything different they're a lion yeah man yeah but joy behar said because of your color of your skin you're supposed to be a democrat <laughs> that's right man <laughs> Yeah, it's so racist. Uh, well, it's let's, so racist. Let's just get one more play to Joy. And he's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black <laughs> Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African Americans face in this country and other minorities. He hey, Tim Scott just doesn't know what it's like to be just black in America, Mike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Guys like Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas, they need to call, they should call up Joy Behar and ask Joy, hey, Joy, what, what's it like to be black in America in the modern era? Joy, 
So you should really sit those two gentlemen down and teach them what Joy. it's like to be a black man in America. Joy I would love to hear you say. I would love to hear her explanation of what it's like to be a black man without it sounding racist. Hey, Joy Behar knows more, so much more about being black in America in 2023 than Tim Scott and Clarence Thomas, black men <laughs> who rose, a, a black man who's on the Supreme Court and a man who's running for president. <laughs> What a loser. Did you hear how she, like, compared him? Ah, oh, he's just another Clarence Thomas. Yeah. Like, he's all, like, he's one of the homeless guys living in the orange tents in Chicago, dude. He's, 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 he's one of nine people. Like, how many? He's one of nine fucking people that sit on the highest court in the greatest nation of the land. Remember we were talking about basketball players and how there's been something like 1,400 total in the world? In the NBA, yeah. like the, the number is so small. How many people have been Supreme Court justice? Oh, hundreds. It's a couple hundred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Joy yes. Behar. It takes a lot to get to that point. <laughs> and you could either argue two points here, Joy. Um, either uh, Clarence Thomas pulled himself by his bootstraps and earned his way there, or he utilized. The racism in our society and the fact that we are trying to make amends for it. And he kind of snuck in there, right? On the good graces of us trying to uh, balance the scale a little. Which is, which is the Democrat philosophy, right? We got to equity, make things more equal, you know? Yeah, so it, is, it does kill me because the so what's left your problem with the guy? The left will always, they'll make comments like Clarence Thomas, is, he only got in. Because the Republicans used him because he's a black Republican. Exactly. And it's like, it's like okay, Katanji Brown, Kamala Harris. Like, I could go on. I do. Right? I, like, I you actually, guys literally um, are doing the same thing. I keep forgetting Katanji Brown is in the Supreme Court. I'm going to take back everything I said about it being dignified to be on that team now. I think. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a joke. <laughs> now that I think about it. You know what? I have seen nine guys sitting around that orange tent. They look smarter. <laughs> they probably get more done on a daily basis. Kataji, bro. I totally Kataji. forgot about it. I'm sure she's perfectly qualified for the job, and there's in no way a chance that she was just there because they were checking boxes, just like our new uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff that was announced today by the Biden administration. I'll give you uh, two guesses as to what his... Um, Skin color is Mike. <laughs> it's checking not it's white. Checking boxes with these people, man. And it's uh, it, look, and I have no problem with the guy being black. Totally. We've had I, you know, lots of black people in high-ranking positions in this government, but it's starting to seem a lot like with the Biden administration. Everything is about checking those boxes, and very little comes yeah. down to wh whether or not you qualify for the job. And I'm, I'm only saying that yeah, based on the call. headlines. Every time somebody's nominated or the new person to take a new gig, you, there's never within the headline or even the first paragraph something about their accomplishments and achievements and, and things that have propelled them You know, on a level. Uh, never. To, to it's this never point. part no. of the resume. No, no. It's always... What victimizes them? No, in fact, the headline for uh, the chairman here of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, it was because it was a historic nomination because he's black. Well, congratulations. You've checked another box. <laughs> I know. I know.
unbelievable, man. This, this is why everything feels like it's going to shit. And this is why I continue to harp on the new slogan by the Democrats to finish the job. Do we really want them to finish the job? Because that sounds like a nightmarish situation, my man. Maybe that's why you guys are losing the black vote. Because the novelty is worn out. It's worn off. Good call, my man. And- all right, like, all right, well, now everybody's in power. Like, in Chicago, dude. Like, it's literally now, it's not even, like, you have to go so far down the list to be a historic candidate. Now it's like, oh, my God, she is the first <laughs> black lesbian who identifies as a man who was from Nigeria. It's like, dude, okay. Now it's because there's been so many blacks, so many black female, so many black this, so many gay. I know. You know you're at the- I like it. I'm actually kind of supportive of it only in the sense that it's going to be flooded with all the box checking, and then eventually there'll be one box unchecked. White guys, we'll be back, (laughs) baby. They'll need some white guys to fucking fill the quota, man. They'll be totally out of white guys. Like, everybody talks about this last election where Mayor Lori Lightfoot lost. (laughs) Nobody talks about the election she won. The city of Chicago had a choice between two people. Both of them were black lesbians how many lesbians live in chicago how many black lesbians live in chicago yeah like it's it's, it's such a numbers a sm- game and the fact that like two candidates both of them were black lesbian come on come on i, no, I hear you that's uh it's obvious that you I, have like thirty percent of the population is like white males, but the two candidates are black female. I mean, a lesbian. Like, come on, it's crazy. We should do percentage-based representation. No, you should just put the <laughs> best person up, and like, then you know what's going to happen when no you put the best person up. You're going to get one or two, you know, gay people. You're going to get, you know, it's going to be a mix. I, I, having to choose between one black lesbian and another black lesbian, that's not diversity. No, can I get some that choice? Is, that is Please. just, you took out the white man and you replaced it with black woman. I know. Like, I know. Oh, my dude, God. Like, I don't know. A black lesbian, like, a how many, like, what percentage of the population are you really representative of? And this is why all this woke advertising bullshit is driving me bonkers. Did you see the North Face ad floating around online over the weekend or the last few days? I I thought this was fake. No. I sent it to you. Not North Face. It was the dude in in the rainbow dress with the mustache and he's got the wig on and he's outside. Did you see this commercial? No, I didn't. You don't you don't watch the things I sent you. Oh, I mean, you probably said, I, spent, I spent two days in a hole, digging a hole in a crawl space. Uh, and this is why you're not putting on lipstick and makeup <laughs> and a wig and dancing around a dress on the weekends. This is why. Because you, you're, you're not on social media being exposed to all this insanity. <laughs> good call. You've got a yeah, job. You're living call. your life. You're too tired. Oh, man. Well, here, uh, I again, I did a lot of digging. I thought for sure this was fake, man. Like, it has to be a parody. I hope it is. Please, somebody out there, confirm it is a parody. It needs to be, but I think this is legit. 
Uh, now they're added to the list. If you go on Twitter, any of the uh, truther sites or whatever, all the conservatives up in arms. Now they're boycotting. I mean, pretty soon they're out of stuff to do and drink and watch. I mean, it's Disney, uh, Bud Light, Target. I, I mean, Daily Wire could only make so much shit. You know? <laughs> Fuck. Well, here's North Face. This is a fella with a mustache dressed as a lady. You know what? We should just start. We should start a dude man company. We're just we're just gonna make man stuff for men. Yeah, we just like sell like what jeans and uh, black t-shirts. Black t-shirts. Uh, are you watching yeah. me right now? That's what I'm wearing. Literally. That's what I'm wearing. That's right, folks. Uh, <laughs> Mike and I uh, we've reduced our wardrobe to black t-shirt and jeans. Separately, like we don't live anywhere near each other. It was just a, a conscious decision we both made. And then we were together in Florida, ready to go out for the first time. You know, we had been just wearing swim shorts and the, the Dago tees most of the time or nothing really much at all. And then all of a sudden we finally get dressed, put on our nighttime going out, bar hopping clothes. And we both emerge from the bedrooms and there's both of us staring at each other. Almost a mirror image, I would argue. I thought I was still looking in the mirror. That's I right, I grew man. my hair no, back for a second. Literally identical clothing. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> 2,000 miles away. Wardrobe. I like. I struggled to find just a shirt slightly a different shade. I got like a. Uh, it was like a grayish black shade. That's how close. Yeah, that it was. was really funny. Yeah. Well, uh, and this is why. I, I literally, <laughs> if you if you look at my shirts, they're all like variations of gray and black. <laughs> That's all I got too, man. It makes us look thinner. All right, so uh, this is North Face appealing to. I just don't know anymore, honestly. Hi, it's me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual, and today I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite this has you to, be a parody. to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. In Salt Lake City, we're coming for you. Howdy, can we go? Of course. This year, all these fabulous speakers will be coming from inside this TV to a nature near you. So come outside and celebrate the beautiful LGHGTV community. Yeah. Wait, did they just add letters to it? I think, I don't know what this was. Again, it could have been a parody. I really hope it was. I, I, I don't know what's going on. here. We've, you know, we're through the looking glass in so many ways. <laughs> like, I... In no way do I know what is real and what is fake anymore because... Oh, I don't know if that's parody. I don't know if that's it's AI. Is, is it AI parody? Skit? Is it real? Yeah, did, what are we talking exactly. about Exactly. I have no idea anymore, and that's why I was so fascinated by this uh, clip floating around on uh, the social webs, man. Like, uh, people were, again, people on the right. You are no different than people on the left. You're so easily triggered, man. Like, you, you're ready to boycott Miller Lite because they're appealing to chicks. Like, I kind of dig it, actually, because nothing appeals to chicks anymore because, according to people on the left, all the chicks must have dicks these days and some sort of weird mustache underneath their makeup. Like, well, I no, just they, don't they literally erased all the, all the gains the feminist movement made. Yes. They erased with the trans movement because now the things that you're saying appeal to chicks are Dylan Mulvaney, and you guys are putting, like, guys with huge fake tits and, like, that's so stupid. It's so stupid, and I, you know, 
you know, I think uh, you're better off just ignoring it, number one, like especially kind of these commercials. For us, the Dude Man podcast, we enjoy the absurdity of the world, so of course we're going to indulge ourselves on some sort of bizarre North Face trainee commercial. I, I couldn't resist. Uh, some would say we're the uh, brothers of perpetual indulgence. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man, but that's brothers. We don't want to steal away from our brothers out there. Oh, brothers, hard R. Hard, hard R. R, hard R, R. All right, yeah, that's for my pirate friends out there. Uh, and so, North Face going your butt, woke. Your butt pirates? Whoa, what do you Yar. mean? Yar. All right. So, uh, <laughs> well, we are talking North Face now. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's too bad because they, they did, dude, they made that one good jacket. And you know which jacket I'm talking about? Everybody had it at Everybody least had at one it. point in their life. That's right. That one North Face jacket. It was like the perfect fall jacket kind of had the like felt feel to it or like almost fleece like yeah. but it was i don't know it was like rain resistant only the rich kids, like we didn't have it the rich kids had them i remember all my rich friends oh, i bought it, it when i was in the army oh so, like, when you got I, rich dude, well, yeah. i remember when i got in the army man i started making 1200 dollars a month bro i was balling wow, i remember i man. bought all the things that i like could never had i bought a psp i bought an ipod and i bought that north face jacket this is also when gas was like 99 cents a gallon and, um, you know, yeah. you could afford groceries and, uh, you know, mo- most things, in fact. <laughs> you know, a new car probably would run you about 20 Gs. The first time gas hit a dollar was when I, when I, the year I started driving. It's crazy. Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it, man. When I had my first car, uh, cherry red... <laughs> Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Uh, I could I could pop in twenty bucks in gas and ride that out for well, very close to eight to nine days. Do you remember? Dude, No No would give you a twenty for gas. Yes, and that would last. I'd get a pack of cigarettes and have enough gas for like the week. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a week, a tank of gas for a week, twenty bucks, man. And you could yeah. buy something extra on the side, no doubt about it. You know, I was just thinking about that today, man. Like, it, it, it's a our our economy, not just ours, but like every world eco- economy. It's, it's the, the global. Everybody, the reason everybody collapses eventually is because it's just a hot potato. Yeah, <laughs> you know it what is. I mean. Like, yeah, man. The inflation, the whole system. There's just there's no way to ever bring it back. Like, we'll never bring it back to like. 70 cents for a loaf of bread. Well, you need cataclysm or some sort of catastrophe, right? In order to destroy it and then restart. Some sort of like great reset, I can only imagine. A a great reset. No, a new currency takes over. That's what has to happen because the inflation eventually just, it's inevitable. You know, and now we're already at the point where, uh, like, think think about like no-no. No-no, no-no as a kid. Even when they were adults, Nona talks about coming over here. They had forty dollars. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's craziness. The fuck are you gonna do with forty dollars? Two kids. Dude, <laughs> me and Danielle order Grubhub at sixty dollars. I know, that's, man. That's, that's fucking dinner. Craziness. So I'm saying now we're at the point where like enough money in your pocket that you were willing to take a journey across an ocean. That now is fuck it. That is literally chump change today. You don't even, you don't even hesitate. You don't even hesitate to like, you know. If I get a parking ticket for forty dollars, 
it doesn't even ruin my hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, now, I mean, if we're talking we have to get a new currency, maybe that's why they are full-on gearing up for the digital banking currency system that they want to unleash where they could control our funds and restrict what we withdraw. I saw some rumors floating around last week that the Biden administration was discussing uh, potentially maybe limiting people's cash withdrawals to like stop any kind of, you know, massive uh you know tsunami of withdrawals the bank runs the bank run do the bank runs that's what they're so afraid of right now because our money dude it's i did something uh i haven't done before they they said they said right now (laughs) right now the average new car is 50 something thousand yeah man right right now if you want to live in any urban in any major uh metropolitan the the bare minimum you need is take home ninety thousand dollars. That's outrageous, man. That is take home ninety thousand yeah. dollars. That's to afford the average home. Unlivable, dude. Absolutely yeah. unlivable. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah, man. I don't know. Remember, most of our lives, like literally up until yesterday, a six-figure salary. Oh man, you're making six figures. That's right, dude. Yeah, that is amazing. It's barely middle class at this point. Oh, you're not making it. You need two six-figure sales. That's right. Absolutely. That's it. We've we've we're we're it's we're done. Well, we're done. I ventured no down. Way. I sent you a picture. I uh went and did some uh precious metal purchasing, and I've been going down the road of like gold and silver and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, tell that man. You're gonna need a little more than three ounces of silver. Oh, that was just a picture of a <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, we've been uh, getting into it a little more and uh, doing some investing. And where do you uh, where are you keeping this at? Oh, I have a, uh, a safe. <laughs> What's your address there? <laughs> I live at uh, in Chicago, and uh, <laughs> three eleven Windsor. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, rocking out this. I just like wanted to check it out and per- like uh, see. I was doing some research, and so I wanted to check out a website that I had never used before, and just see like. What came in the mail if it did, if I got ripped off, you know what I'm saying? Like, test the waters yeah. a little bit. And I was very impressed. I couldn't believe how fast it got there. It was an easy purchase. And uh, we're, we're looking through the catalog to kind of uh, purchase a little more and keep rolling down that way a little bit at a time. And uh, like I said, I've been uh, doing a little research and looking into the investment part of that aspect uh but i'm i'm just curious what do you think about the precious metal thing you know i i just i've only ventured down it a little bit never really put a lot of thought behind it until the last uh couple months or so when you know we had the local banks crashing and it started to seem like well this idea about our money this fiat currency that we this monopoly money we've all been playing with our whole lives uh we've had the belief that we'll just continue this game for all, the rest of our lives, but it's starting to seem like the game might be over. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I really wish I had a garage. I, I don't know about gold and silver. So gold and silver, I always I always buy a little bit every so often. Yeah, no, I was just very, dabbling. Very little, yeah, just that's because I... I always think, like, I've never made money on it, and it's always like it goes up and down, and, like, you try to make I've done the investment go thing. Up, this down. is my first physical purchase of it where, you know, where I got, like, a little – I wanted to check it out, dude. I thought it was – didn't you – I like the engravings. I thought it was pretty cool looking, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's cool. It's really yeah. cool to have. I yeah. really thought I like it was the, neat. I always get the animal ones. They always got, like, yeah. the panda, the, the, the like, buffalo. Cheetah. And I, I recommend people out there, if you haven't, go get some of those – Silver or gold. The gold's really expensive, but you get the silver really ones, expensive. man. And 
It's like uh, thirty bucks. Yeah, dude, they're they're really it's cool. It feels awesome to hold tangible, actual, real like money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that's literally worth what it is. You know, but, like. But you know what I think is really going to take off, man. It's I really I, a lot of guys I work with are doing it, especially the ones that have like barns and they live on these like. Huge, oh yeah. Like they got land. They're all saving the copper and shit because if if something happens with China, dude, we fucking lose our whole supply of like aluminum, copper, all that shit. Really? If, yeah, man. We get all that shit from China. Wow. They're, they're making everything, man. So like, what are you gonna do? I think if I think that's gonna be the one thing where like, because you got to think if they really. If like Russia, if if China attacks Taiwan or something, and then they really team up with Russia, and now you know they're just like, all right, fuck your sanctions, we're cutting you off. <laughs> you know, it's funny Same, because you know, they team up with Saudi Arabia. Like, dude, now we're we're now we're fucked. We're not getting oil. We're not getting uh, our heavy, our our metals. Metals probably the most important thing. I mean, what's more what's more crucial to us is the chips. Right, if they attack Taiwan, so, or is it the uh, the precious metals? One of the things Nona, one of the stories Nona tells that haunts me to this. This just haunts me. This is, is like a historical, old timey, back on the farm, in, <laughs> back in Italy kind of story. Yes, is when Italy started. They were like really hurting in the war. Uh, Nona and her like sisters and cousins. They had to every so often the soldiers would come through town. And they would have to go up in the mountains and bury their pots and pans. Because they would take the soldiers would take anything copper to make bullets. Wow. So think about that. So like if war kicks off and you can't, you know, how many copper mines do you see when you drive down the interstates? Wow, man. You know? Yeah. Not many not a lot of them shut down. There's not a lot of like up and running copper mines in the Western world. Good call. Scary thought. You are right on the money. China has quite the upper hand on us when it comes to production and what but we But it's use not just the here. shit they're doing in their country. It's the fact that they've spent the last decade or two venturing out. I mean, they are they they go into these countries in Africa. A lot of our shit comes from Africa too. But That's China right, has gone in there. And they're like, "Hey, hey Ghana, you want to fucking we'll build you this high-speed rail. We'll do it on loan. You know, we'll give you the money on a loan." Oh, you can't pay it back. They pretty much own this country now. So you know? uh, you're saying if you want to get an edge on everybody else before the uh, world collapses around us, stock up on the copper and aluminum and fill up your shed with it. I think copper and brass is like the biggest. And then you could sell that to the people oh. who are desperate, huh? Oh, yeah. Or you could use it to make casings. And start fucking loading your own bullets. <laughs> You're right. I think more importantly than buying silver or gold, folks, make sure you're well equipped and you have plenty of ammo because that might be <laughs> what we need going forward. There's no doubt about it. And you're right on the money. China has us by the balls. And I think by more ways than one, there was a fascinating story that broke today that nobody seemed to want to talk about except for CNBC for some reason, probably because of the financial implications behind it. But China hacked Microsoft. All right, welcome back and good morning. Microsoft out with a new warning. It says that Chinese state-sponsored hackers compromise critical U.S. cyber infrastructure, 
across numerous industries with a focus on gathering intelligence. The National Security Administration issued a bulletin detailing how the hack works and how cybersecurity teams should respond. The attack is apparently still ongoing. The infiltration focused on communication infrastructure you stop right in there. Guam. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Bill, why don't you quit fucking worrying about what vaccine I take? Wow. Quit worrying about the fucking potatoes in my McDonald's fryer. <laughs> That's right, man. And fix the fucking software that made you the billionaire, you fucking... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm supposed to take you as an expert on everything. You have yet to master <laughs> the one thing you're supposed to be the master of. You made one shitty fucking soft... No, you're right on the money. Um, this is classic Microsoft, right? Isn't just virus after virus until it crashes? Yes. Um, yes. Chinese yes. hack. Come on. They're, did you hear that? That's ongoing, dude. Like, they're still uh, hitting the critical cyber infrastructure, which I don't think a lot of people out there underst understand kind of what that means. But I think, essentially, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I am, but I believe that what they're alluding to is that they have infiltrated our cybersecurity systems. Yeah, you got to assume they're in everything. Yes, I do assume that China's in everything. I and assume, you got to assume we're in everything over there. Like, it's, yeah, but I mostly assume China's in the White House, <laughs> you know, like uh, sitting right next to Joe, uh, and maybe even you're sitting right, dude, on there's Hunter's a billion land. of them. They could literally just take one person and dedicate one person to each one American. <laughs> And then, they, then they still have a billion people left to live their lives. <laughs> That's right. And with the rise in homosexuality here and the fact that they killed all the daughters over there, I'm starting to see a little bit of a uh, connection here, man. <laughs> all right, you got all the gay guys here. You bring on over the Chinese uh, dudes, right? Dude fellas and uh, right, mix and mingle. You know who I blame for this is uh, Epstein. Because wow. you see, now with this lawsuit, everybody found out who Bill Gates' girlfriend's name was. That's, That's right. clearly how... Clearly, he used that as the password, and that's how the Chinese got in, you know? <laughs> Man, you know, Bill Gates, he stayed with Melinda for a long time, man. She must know some shit on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, she has got to have the goods. Well, she left him once she found out about that Russian. Yeah, but he also stayed with her for a... a a long time, considering he was Bill Gates. Look at all the other billionaires, okay? Uh, Bezos. He just married his girlfriend of six years who is completely Barbie doll, plastic tits, and fake face and everything. Have you seen this chick? Yeah, I, like, I, dude, she is not attractive. Bezos also, though, like, got jacked over the last, like, five years. Like He's, like, having... Yeah. He's just... He's doing... Uh, I think Elon's doing the same thing. He's lost weight. He... Got the hair implants. <laughs> no matter what, though, Elon always has that nerd body. Yeah, I know. He has that nerd shape. You can't <laughs> can't lose that. You get, young fellas out there, it, you got to formulate that. It comes with that. the brain, dude. You got you to gotta get that shape before you turn 30. If you don't do those push-ups before 30, you're stuck with that bitch tits, <laughs> spaghetti arms look. That's it. Yeah, you're right, man. You got to be in shape. Up to 30, 35, and then... I don't know. Jeff well, Bezos, he, he did something, man. He's probably well, taking... He's doing the testosterone. Yeah, he's got the testosterone he's, he's from steroids. HGH, he's hanging dude. out with The Rock, I can only assume. You know, and they're just getting getting roided up and jacked. Uh, yeah, look at The Rock, dude. Come on. You right? do not get bigger in your 60s. No, The the Rock does so many roids. 
It's incredible. Like, there's no way that guy. And then he does these TikTok videos. He's like, you know what, brother? I just get up at three o'clock and put in (laughs) put in the work. Like, motherfucker, you're sixty years old. There's no way. There's no way, dude. Have you seen? I don't know if he does them anymore. He probably does. I do not follow him on the Instagrams, but he. he always posts like his cheat day pictures where he's got like, yeah, the, the like I'm gonna eat 12 donuts, brother, and then <laughs> I'm gonna eat four hot dogs, and then hey, brother, you know what? I'm gonna do four cakes. Like, dude, all right, man. <laughs> your whole job, your career, if my career was working out and doing steroids, <laughs> I would look great too. But nobody pays me to eat and do steroids and work out. The Rock, to his credit, is part owner of the uh, new iteration of the XFL. Uh, that's why it's okay. <laughs> that's probably it, dude. <laughs> XFL missed... Again, such a huge opportunity. Bring on the ex-cons. Make it like Dude. life or death. Like, you have like a... Where's Michael Vick? Buzzsaw obstacles. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah, rabid dogs that could, like, chew your arm off as you go, you know, like shark tanks. Oh, and... like the gladiator. Yes. Get the fucking cheetah, the tiger on a leash with yes, the two guys on the holding the chain. Yes. You know? Yeah. Come on. Like, let's get some... Uh, if you're going to make football, don't... You know, like football now is flag football. Like I, it's been twenty years since you could actually t- like tackle the quarterback at this. No, point. no, I'm telling you, they need to they need to just start over with the records because these quarterbacks you cannot compare them. No, you now you have we have USFL. It's a new league that's been out for a couple of years. It's on during the summer, I believe. XFL just had their championship. We got multiple football leagues out there now one of them needs to be the league where like oh xfl did you see oh sunday five guys died it was crazy oh man (laughs) not even in the same game oh it was three and one (laughs) another one the other guy like it's crazy like they need to have the league where it's just pure insanity you see the leg breaking in half you know just guys are roided up to the max like i again xfl is supposed to be uh, you, uh, WWE, uh, NFL mixed together. So these guys should be totally roided up and jacked and enraged and just and like where's the ropes people. around the field. How are they going to yeah, bounce no. off and hit I mean, each other? We talked about this a while back. This is a callback to like several, several episodes ago where yes, you have the, uh, I thought you should have like some sort of bouncing element where you could bounce and leap off the side into the air, you know? Hmm. Hmm. That's tough. Dude, no, the ropes. That's what you do. You, you remember, you yeah, guys. I like can, the idea of the ropes. Well, that's what you use. You you can projectile. You know, you can. Because then you can judge the catches the receivers can make. Man. Yeah, but also you have the defense. One guy could be on the pole, waiting to leap off the pole as you're flying through the air to catch that spectacular uh, pass. The other guy, uh, he's roided up on the post, leaps off the post. Destroys you, breaks your neck, you die. It's all the headlines. Game-winning catch foiled by neck death. Yeah, what? No deaths, huh? We needed the (laughs) vaccine for the for the closest. We got the Hamlin one. He's gonna be back. I saw he's uh, on the practice field. No, everybody's gonna be afraid to hit him. 
I don't think he's real. Might I think be it, genius. Make him a running back. I contend, and I stand by this, the man's a clone. <laughs> you heard it here first. Check under his bottom eyelid. Oh, yeah. Good reference, man. Sixth day. Great what movie. is that sixth day? Yes. That's an Arnold movie. Hell yeah. Of course, they broke the six day law. Come on. <laughs> All right, back to China. And other parts of the U.S., particularly alarming to U.S. intelligence services, because Guam would be at the heart of an American military response in the case of an invasion of Taiwan. It's where a large part, Becky, of our B 1 bomber bases or bombers are based. Yeah, and look, if, if Microsoft has picked this up, if we know this is out there, Couple that with the weather balloons, the weather balloons, spy balloons, satellites that they had sent over. And look, there's a lot of things that are happening. It's hard to know exactly how to connect the dots, but there is something here and something big. There, there are dots. I mean, and this is, by the way, folks, this is not some. Oh, dots like under the eyelid? Tinfoil. It's the U.S. government and Microsoft saying Chinese state sponsored hackers have attacked on, you know, hacked critical infrastructure, including parts of Guam, where a U.S. military base is in a first response. Seems like kind of a, a big story. Yeah, I think it's kind Did of a big... Nobody... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I think it's a big story. I think it's a huge deal, but I saw nobody talk about it today. Uh, somebody should really do a story on why Guamanians can jump so high. Have Wait, uh, seen... continue this, please. No, I, I'm done with this story, and let's talk about <laughs> jumping Guamanians. I am obsessed Dude, already. Guamanians. Guamanians. Like the smallest of the, the islanders. You know, the, the island Asians over oh, we there. They may have covered this. Okay, now continue. Yeah, I'm interested. They're like, I mean, they're like our height, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, they ain't breaking that six foot. They, they don't play basketball, unfortunately. Well, no, 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 no. Do we have some Guamamiums out there? Dude, was, uh, dude that's Muggsy what I'm Bogues? talking about, Muggsy though. Bogues. But they can fucking... These guys are like... I'll never forget the one guy, dude, shorter than me, can dunk like it was nothing. He would just stand... He could go stand under the net and just do, like, a little hop and just fucking dunk it. Like, it was nothing. They had these giant calves. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, no, they would always say it climbing about the this. coconut no, trees. I don't know <laughs> if they were fucking with me or not. But, dude, every Guamanian I met could fuck it. Everybody that was, like, from the island, those motherfuckers can jump, dude. No, we did. So high. Okay, so we've discussed the, the effect of having large, thick calves. There is uh, some sort of, you know, element. Uh, it's an evolutionary trait that um, I think if you have the big calves, you can do the high jumping. It's got to be, dude, because these guys have, like, <laughs> retardedly big calves for how big they were. And they could drunk and jump, dude. I'm telling you. Like, I never forget when we had, uh, we, they did this, like, intramural thing where, like, all the different uh, companies competed in, like, these different sports. Yeah. Our whole front line in the volleyball <laughs> tournament were three Guamanian dudes. Wow. Like, my, like, short fucking just, and they, they would jump get, like, so high. Give me some perspective on this jump. Like, he's standing still, no running start. Uh, like, could they jump over a car? Running start, they're jumping over that car. Jumping over a car. I'm telling you, dude. These guys, the, the hops. Like, when he would jump, dude, his feet would get to my shoulders. It had to. 
He's 5'4", and he's dunking. <laughs> That's amazing. That's actually amazing. I'm telling you. And, you and, know, and like, the one guy was like a NBA. freak. But, but even like the other guys from Guam were like, they all jumped so high. I don't know why. I'm very interested in this, so I think we need to do a little more research, maybe get some video clips. Uh, I, I foresee in the future, potentially, I mean, we're there militaristically, Maybe we're training an entire militia of high-jumping Guamamians that can, uh, you know, leap over walls. If oh, you I do. think that's why we took them over. <laughs> that's right, dude. We may have a territory. Now you can join <laughs> in, the, in the army. We're creating genetically enhanced Guamamians that can leap, like, 40 feet high and, like, climb buildings. Ooh. If you take Guamanian calves and mix them with the fucking Samoan body. Wow. Jesus Christ. If you could have a, a Samoan that could jump six feet. That's actually, uh, they used no graphics for, and that's what they did with uh, The Rock and Black Adam. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> no graphics, no CGI. Is, they is just, The Rock Samoan? They injected him with Guamamium uh, calf DNA, and he filmed all the scenes solo. No stunt double, nothing. Just The Rock leaping through the sky. <laughs> Dude, that was such a bad movie. I know, dude. That was such a in bad In fact, your review of it being unwatchable oh. inspired me more to go check it out just out of the sheer absurdity that it sounded to have, and it did. It was it was over the top. It was the most ridiculous movie. It was so dumb. I, I kind of liked, uh, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan. His facial hair was fantastic. Was he in that? Wasn't he? See, now I'm confusing it with something else. I, I think you are, dude. I was just watching something the other day where I'm like, oh, what happened to Pierce? He kind of fell <laughs> off. Huh? Pierce, he kind of only had one act, and it was good for the late 90s. And then after that. No, man. He was great in two things. It was Golden Eye as James Bond, and his second best role is the uh, dude encroaching on the mom in Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, that was his best role. Best oh, role. no, that was the best role. He looks fantastic coming out of the pool, right? That's, like, his a, whole thing. It was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's your best Pierce. You, you get nothing else. Pierce, you should have won an Oscar. That was you at your best. <laughs> oh, man, classic. This is Doubtfire, man. What a great movie, dude. <laughs> Robin Williams. What a legend. Oh, man. Well, speaking of legends, uh, we're working with one now. He announced it. I promised you folks we would do it. We still got time. I think we could sneak it in. This is ridiculous. Um, I'm excited. Ron DeSantis planned to make his big announcement in an audio-only discussion with Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> but from the start, it was plagued with Hold technical like, These guys, <laughs> you can hear the smirk. You know what I mean? Like, they're so happy that they experience technical difficulties. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you, do you hear the, 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 oh, the glee in the voice? And it was like every mainstream media, every left-wing pundit. I, uh, yeah. I, I cycled through four different uh, news organizations presenting this story, and I picked the one at the top of Smarmy Mountain. I promise you, folks, <laughs> this, was, this was the winner. <laughs> All right, this this guy, he laid it thick. His campaign making the announcement instead with this video. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. 
The 44-year-old DeSantis has been acting like a presidential candidate for months, especially after he won re-election as Florida's governor in a 19-point landslide. We made promises to the people of Florida, and we have delivered on those promises. DeSantis has used his position as governor to push hot-button culture war issues to appeal to the conservatives who dominate the Republican primaries, including banning classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity all the way through 12th grade, signing a ban... We're not going to talk about his policies, what he stands for, what he wants to do to help the country, uh, maybe improve our standing internationally. No, let's talk no, no, about no, these no. hot-button, divisive, race-baiting, you know... Uh, we're pulling for the BLT sandwich community issues. How about you just play some of his actual speech? Yes. Yes. Right? None of you fuckers played a single moment of his actual sp- It was a great, just like Tim Scott, it was a great, very presidential speech. You know why? Right? They don't want to talk about it or play it or discuss it because... They don't want you to think about these guys. They want Trump, man. They want the ratings. They need Trump, oh, baby. Yeah. No, they, they want you to think of him as a bumbling fool. Yes. They can't have you actually listening to what he said, because what he said made a lot of sense. It was crystal clear, and guess what? You could actually understand what he was saying, because he went from one point to another with transitions in between. <laughs> you know That's I mean? right. Coherent sentences. <laughs> Uh, the thing about uh, DeSantis, and I have always been kind of a fan of his only because of his stance during COVID, how he stood against everybody else across the country, every governor, every politician, maybe even every leader around the world, it seemed like at the time. We've discussed it before. If it wasn't for DeSantis and Florida, who knows how that tidal wave would have rolled through the country and, you know, we could have been a whole different place. We could still be in lockdowns, folks. We could, we could be at a point, potentially, where we're all showing our uh, vaccine passports, all right? We were, we were one second away and maybe one state away, honestly. And, and But unfortunately for all the other pathetic losers out there who wanted that kind of draconian, authoritarian, 1984, Orwellian society, <clears throat> they didn't get it. Because one state stood up to it, one governor, and then the rest of us, because we were sick of the fucking lockdowns, thought, hey, uh, let's go to vacation uh, in Florida. Looks like it's <laughs> kind of open, and uh, there's things going on, and I just really want to party and have a good time, and I'm sick of pretending like there's a pandemic going on, you know, because nobody's fucking dying around me. Uh, uh, dude, you got to give it up. It doesn't even matter. I'm just the, trying the, to the say. COVID doesn't even matter. The thing about just saying, the, the best thing you get, the one thing everybody needs to look at. One thing you really need to look at is U.S. on a world stage. Okay. I, I'm not the biggest fan of DeSantis. But right now, he seems like the best thing we can offer on the right. And I'm not really the biggest fan of RFK. But right now, he kind of seems like the best thing you guys have to offer on the left. Good call. So I just love America. I really want us to maintain our superiority around the world. And so I... Personally, would just love to see a DeSantis RFK, a DeSantis Kennedy. That would be a great, to me, that would just be a win for America. It's funny you say that because uh, there's a lot of people in the conspiracy circles out there that would argue that that is the most establishment 
uh, race you could ever dream up of. You know, DeSantis, there are, and I, I don't know if it's rumors or fact, but I believe there is some Carl Rove behind the scene action going on in the DeSantis camp. And, you know, uh, RFK Jr., I mean, come on, man. We're talking another Kennedy. Like, can you get more establishment politics care. in this country than a Kennedy? So, I mean, this, you know, maybe. What do you have right now? What What do you have right now? I and and Trump, whatever you believe about Trump, was it really better? Was it really better? I'm not talking about the economy and everything, but I'm talking about what it led up to. <laughs> I know, I know, COVID might have been would probably probably would have been worse under Hillary, but I mean, everything we're kind of experiencing right now, just like just like COVID wasn't bad, it was our reaction to COVID that messed everything up. That's right, Trump. Trump wasn't that bad, but the reaction to Trump yes. is terrible. Yes. It's terrible for the country. Absolutely. And it's just it's just bad for everything. Yeah. Man. So even though he's actually pretty good, I think, at running the country, the reaction to him is is just fucking terrible. It's volatile and uh it's uh, no there's no patching that road. Nobody uh is no. willing to cross over. It, it's just um you know what? Trump did build a wall successfully during his time as president. He built this wall between Americans that uh, will just yes. never be broken. And I, I, I honestly, I think you throw throw up to Santa's Kennedy. Now you got Americans actually debating about two people they 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 truly don't really know about. Right? Yeah, Everybody man. knows Biden. Everybody knows Trump. And one of the hardest things is. You know, for us, you're talking to mom. You cannot even bring up the corruption of the Biden family without them. <laughs> the first thing they mentioned, Jared Kushner took $2 billion from Saudi, the Saudis the minute they got out of the White House. It's like, okay, you're, you know, you're right. You're right. Like, the, the both of them are just, you know. That but, also shows a, a level of just not being informed uh, for that to be the most you know, corrupt thing you could think of when it comes to the Kushners, his dad is literally in jail for corruption. Oh. Yeah, but we're talking in relation to Trump. I know, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to Kushners, young guy Kushner, maybe, you know, Damon, son of the devil, or is it Damon? Damien? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Damien vibes there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, but... You know, not really as corrupt, maybe more corrupt than the dad. I don't know. It runs in the family. It's a Kushner thing. I think they're just corrupt people. Yeah, and they are, and then so are the Bidens, and that's why you know one's not better than the other. But here's my 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 argument is, you bring up something with with Kennedy, right? But what are they going to say? Where's Where's DeSantis's corruption and family crime history? You know, it's like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree, actually. I, I like the idea of getting some younger blood in there, and I like the idea also of, and I don't think it'll ever happen because of this, but you're then going to get a guy who is anti-COVID mRNA vaccines and then a guy who is anti-vaccine mandates running against yes. each other. That would put a lot of people who are on the pro-lock-em-down, pro-stick-the-needle-in-em, pro-let's-make-em-show-the-passport, uh, you know, crowd uh and have that put them in a weird spot man because then you wouldn't well, it just kind of eliminates it from the race we need to move on we need to forget about it well here's my yeah. problem too with the desantis and the kennedy 
I have no black lesbian to choose from in this situation. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Well, like, well, uh, you, where's my black lesbian, man? I need a black hopefully lesbian. Hopefully one of them picked Larry Lightfoot as their, fight, their uh, <laughs> running mate. Somebody needs to have a black lesbian on their team. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't think I could choose. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go third party, honestly. I won't be able to sleep at night if I, don't vote, if I vote for you. How could I look at myself in the mirror if I don't vote for a black lesbian? Right? <laughs> Frank, how could you look the, into the eyes of all the black lesbians you encounter on a daily basis? Especially here in Colorado, man. It's nothing but. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's been out here before, but the demographic has changed. All right, man. So, well, <laughs> so I live in a city that's 50% black. I, I, I very rarely run into a black lesbian. And even if, I, even if I do on a daily basis, I don't even know they're a lesbian. It like, doesn't even come up. Well, not many people walk up to you and shake your hand. Be like, hey, my name's Frank. I'm a lesbian. You know, like, that's not like, it's just not a natural way to greet.